What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Game On, a sports podcast for everyone. Happy Monday. Been a crazy, crazy weekend. All these sports coming back. I'm joined today by the one, the only, Danny Miami. It's just us two lone wolves today. Danny, what's going on, buddy? Danny Miami from the 305. What's up, Donnie? How's everybody doing today, man? Good, man. Good, man. Uh, actually, actually on vacation. First one of... Uh, of the year here in uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, in a mountain house, doing this from a poker table in a game room with some bougie-ass house that I have no business <laughs> in. Um, it's quite interesting. We showed I showed Danny the house yesterday. Uh, it, it, it's pretty dope, man. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty excited to spend the rest of the week here, see what has to come. But, of course, we care about our listeners and we're sticking to our schedule. So I bought my podcast equipment and we're doing the show. So <laughs> he's all, out in the middle of nowhere with podcast equipment. That's, that's dude, dedication, have, bro. That's dedication. Dude, this, house, this house has 5G. I said, we're going to get the coronavirus. Oh, man. 5G. Nice, man. Nice. Looks like yeah. you made your own little quarantine bubble for, for dude, your I, dude, I'm in the middle of nowhere, bro. Yo, the roads to get up here are fucking ridiculous. I, I was so scared to drive up these mountain roads, bro. They were like, literally, I was stepping on the gas and the car wasn't moving. Oh. That's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Absolutely insane. Um, what we're going to talk about today, mainly, it's not going to be a long and, and, and crazy. Uh, maybe it might be just as fun but <laughs> as, as, as Friday's episode. But uh, I don't think we'll be calling Carlos to find out a snitch hotline or anything like that. <laughs> we're we're, we're, we're going to try to get him on. I think he's still cooking his chicken piccata, so I don't know if, <laughs> what he's doing. We tried to get him on today. He's probably, you know, drooling on a pillow somewhere. We don't know. Um, but, but Danny had an awesome experience yesterday, and I was so happy to hear this. So, obviously, you know his nickname, Danny Miami. So, obviously, he uh, – comes from the 305 and uh, apparently <laughs> so do the Florida Panthers so yeah, Danny yeah. has turned into into a Florida Panther fan I mean I'm sure he was but they never really were much <laughs> um, granted you know they were in the they were in the Stanley Cup finals in 1996 that's awesome but I mean how old were you Danny like 96 nine? that'd be eight years old Yep. Eight years old. There you go. So not yeah. many, not many memories for Danny and the Florida Panthers. But yesterday, <laughs> they played a playoff game against the Islanders, and I was texting Danny back and forth. He was pretty excited. I'm sure he was watching it with his wonderful girlfriend Annabelle. Yeah, and uh, both from Miami, both Cuban. So I mean, who else would they root for? <laughs> it, would, it would have to be the Florida Panthers. No oh, um, man, it it was it was hilarious because I also tell her, you know, her her brother is a roommate, and uh, I tell I told him, hey, did you know the Florida Panthers are in the playoffs? And and he goes, uh, leave it up to the Florida teams to get in through the playoffs, just with some COVID bullshit technicality. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't even play a real season to get into the playoffs. You have to wait for COVID to hit and then get in by some miracle. Oh shit! It was so hey, funny no though. Not for nothing. At least the Panthers don't have 17 players getting fucking COVID like the Miami Marlins. That's another thing, man. The Marlins are fucking it up for everyone, dude. Like, come on. You know, everybody's quarantining, trying to bubble up so that the sports leagues can keep going. And, and nope, Miami comes in with a hot 17 cases of COVID to start off the season. That was already screwed. 
I mean, you're talking just just typical Miamians. What are you gonna do, man? Rebels, bunch of rebels, lunatic losers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just a bunch of hoodlums. Why Danny has moved to the Midwest because he wanted to be a hick like everyone else, including myself. <laughs> we moved to the to... Midwest to get all doughy and 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 and, and eat, eat we eat weird Midwestern food and not have any culture. It, it, dude, it was it was really fun yesterday to have you know hockey on our TVs, and I gotta tell you, man, a few things about the, this game that you know Panthers they did not shoot one shot on goal for the first 10 for the opening 10 minutes of the first period. It was <laughs> embarrassing. They were outshot 10 to nothing in the first 10 minutes. So basically the Islanders were averaging one shot on goal per minute for the first 10 minutes, while the Panthers did not get a single shot on goal in those 10 minutes. So at that point I was like, well, this feels like a Miami slash Florida team in the playoffs. All right. <laughs> it's, it's starting to feel a lot like the Miami dolphins all over again. And uh, as you would have it, second period comes around and the Panthers actually start convincing us here at home that they're going to win this game. You know, they start, they, they, they get that, they, they get that fire in their eyes and they don't score again. They don't score at all in the second period, but man, they, they started putting on the pressure out scoring, out, out shooting the Islanders. And I was like, okay, here we go. Beginning of the third period, they score a goal. It looks like they're going to tie it at two. And it's just that second goal never came. It was unfortunate, but I dare say the Islanders, did not play as well as the Panthers overall at the end of the game when it was all said and done. So I'm proud of them. That makes me happy. I, I fucking hate the Islanders. I was bummed yesterday, man. I, honestly, I, uh, that's right. I, I mean, I, you know, I do the hockey show yesterday. First fucking day with hockey playoffs. I'm driving to Tennessee. I'm exhausted. I missed the, my Rangers. I missed. I tried to listen to it in the car, but of course they started at noon and we were driving through Kentucky at the time and I'm in the mountains and I can't get anything. Um, I get back, I find out they lose pretty bummed, but happy I'm on vacation. Um, tired. I try to watch some of the Blackhawks. Uh, I just, yesterday I I'm trying to catch up on stuff and it kind of sucks, but it just was a travel day for me. So I was kind of bummed, but, Today is a new day. Today is a new day. Um, can't wait to sit down, watch some hockey. Uh, I know we put these shows out on Monday. However, we do record them on Sunday. So it is Sunday. So we're not fooling anybody. Um, we also record What the Puck on Sunday. Uh, for Monday, oh, yeah. Just so you know. So we'll be recording that tonight with the boys, Jeff and Drew. Uh, Damn. Catch some, catch some good hockey. I, dude, there's no rest for me, man. It's vacation, but we got to get this done. We got listeners to care about. Let's go. We're we're doing it up. We're doing it up. Dude, well, I'm so yeah, proud mean, of you, man. <laughs> so proud of you, man. Uh, oh man. Um, yeah, no, no rest. Uh, so, I mean, what was your experience? I know you're not a big hockey guy. I know. I mean, you try to be, and I get it. I I, I try to amp you up, and I send you shit all the time. <laughs> yeah, like, that's so true. But we do you do it. We do it to each other. Because you'll send me stuff like, yo, Donnie, this fucking fight card's fire. You got to watch yeah. This is insane. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Dudes with a bunch of tattoos. What are you talking about? No, no. I mean, <laughs> I mean honestly, I, I, it, it's funny. We played off, we've played off each other since January. I mean, I've watched UFC, which is something I've never done. For you to get excited to watch the Florida Panthers in the playoffs against the Islanders, gets me excited. Uh, 
And, and I mean, what was, what was your experience yesterday sitting down? Like, I'm sure you've watched hockey. I'm sure, oh, you've, yeah, yeah. Been, I'm yeah. sure you've been to games, but oh, yeah. what, what has, what was your experience like yesterday? I mean, obviously you've, you've never watched hockey in these circumstances. No one has. Uh, yeah, no, it was, hands, it's, what was it like for you? And I mean, tell us a bit about Annabelle's experience too. Like, what was it like sitting there watching it? Cause it's different for everybody now. So yeah, yeah, no, I mean, uh, the, you know, you have to think about this, like, yeah, I'm not hardcore in hockey in the sense that I don't know players and, and stuff like that. And in, in between season news, I don't follow it like that. But back in Florida, I used to go to a, a, actually a lot of hockey games with the Panthers. I used to love, I used to love watching uh, hockey live. Um, the thing is that like when it comes to seasons in general, man, like it, to me, sports seasons are just too damn long. Like you're talking about 80 game hockey season, 80 game basketball season, 162 game uh, baseball season. It's like I just, I'm just not into the, the long season of things that, that kind of shit doesn't. But here's the ironic part. You see, fighting has no seasons. Fighting is all year round. And I watch every single fight. Every single Saturday that it's on, you know, um, but there's something weird to fighting because it's like once a week, you know, it's like one fight night a week, Saturday, that's it. You know, if you're into sports, you got to watch, you know, God, like 80 something games throughout four months worth of hockey games. That's a lot to follow. That's the only reason I don't really follow most sports. Um, and why I follow football the most is because it's like, you know, it's two days a week that there's games on one game on Thursday, Saturday, Sunday is your, is your holy day. Leave me the fuck alone. You know, everybody fucks off cause I'm watching football and then Monday night is just your one game. So it's like, I can get behind that because it's like certain very few moments a week that, that have games and I watch it. Um, but now that hockey's around and we haven't had any sports for a minute, gosh, I got to tell you, it was amazing to wait for four o'clock yesterday when, when your team from your home state is in the playoffs and it's hockey, man, hockey is an amazing sport to watch. Uh, it's, it's, it's to me, it's one of the best sports to watch team sports wise. So uh, it was really just like any other hockey game, except the fact that it, it came with that, like, oh, my God, we haven't watched hockey in, in, in months or any sports for that matter. And then, of course, the fake crowd noises, that shit threw us through a loop because we're like, man, they do such a good job with the crowd noises, man. They do such a good job. You can't tell it's fake. So we had a great time, dude. It was just sad. The only thing we needed was a W. But it was honestly, I am happy that hockey is back, and I'm happy that we got sports on TV. So. Just all around hyped. Can't wait for Tuesday for game two. And I don't know when the Rangers play again. Uh, Monday, tomorrow at uh, 12 o'clock. Oh, snap. All these games at noon, man. That's yeah, dude, it. it's all day. bro. Yo, it's so funny. Like, like, obviously, you know, we're both soccer guys, too. And uh, we love, you know, when there's the European Championship or the World Cup. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of like that where you get rolling games all day where it's like the first game's at noon and the next game's at three and then the other game's at six. And it's like, yeah. oh shit, we got a lot of soccer on today. What, you know, what are we going to do? And you go to the bar and you check it out. But uh, now um, you don't go anywhere. You just check it out on the TV with nobody there. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, it was weird yesterday. I mean, the little bit of the hockey that I watched, I watched some last night before I just crashed. I was watching Pittsburgh and Montreal, um, which I thought was going to be a gross series. And, man, that was a great game last night. And I cannot mm. – we'll get in more depth tonight on what the puck, and you guys will hear about it. But I cannot believe Montreal pulled that game out. 
I can't oh, believe. Nice. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, in overtime, uh, super pumped for them. Um, we'll obviously get in more depth on the hockey show, but that was a blast to watch. Um, Jeff Petrie, Montreal, good on you. I mean, that was crazy. That was that was such a great goal, and it, it's funny to 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 watch because I've been watching obviously hockey playoffs. I'd say my whole life, and. And overtime goals, like there's crowd eruption, there's just elation on the ice. And then yesterday, like you scored and you hear players go, yeah, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know, like there's nothing. It's like, it's really fucking weird, man. Like I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. I mean, obviously you can. I mean, it's going on everywhere. The NBA like you're you're watching NBA. I watched some of that last night too, like highlights, and you can hear like LeBron James go, "He grabbed my arm, man!" Like, yeah, like it's really <laughs> weird. Like you can't you can't hear that, and 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 it's funny because people are going to get used to this, and when it goes back to again the norm, people are gonna be like, you know what? It wasn't that bad. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. And and it's it's great that these guys can get this stuff going. And and I can't wait for the day where we could talk about sports without that COVID undertone. Yeah. So, like obviously this is what this is the norm. This is what we're doing. I mean, I'm here, I'm here now, um in Tennessee, and it's different than Indiana, where you know, in Indiana when you go to the store, you see people without masks on. Dude, not here, bro. There's signs outside and there's people. We went to the grocery store last night. There's signs outside like, yo, you're wearing a mask. And if you walk into the store without one, there's a lady at the front handing them out with sanitizer. Like you can't go anywhere without a mask. And it's crazy because, I mean, I guess maybe because Tennessee is kind of close to Florida. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) The closer you are to Florida, the the more you are. The crazier it is. Um, yeah, it's, it's oh, eerie. Man. It's eerie when you're driving here, like through Knoxville, Tennessee, there's all these signs, like the road signs that are like mask, uh, mask ordinance in effect, COVID-19 be safe, like some weird shit. And what better place to be than in the smoky mountains, I guess. <laughs> yeah. In the middle of fucking nowhere. But I, there's but no even there. Hey, have you seen, you know, if you see any wildlife, I bet you it's wearing masks too. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm, I'm out, bro. Yo, the, the, there's a sign at the front of the house that we're staying at, a picture and put it on social media where it's like, lock your doors of the house and the car because bears can open doors. And I'm like, I'm fine. What are you talking about? I've never seen a sign like this in my life. What am I getting myself into? And make um, sure and make sure you're wearing a mask in case in case of bear encounter. Bear encounter, yeah. So at least we can preserve your face when it kills you. Um, uh, yeah, they also have like bear. Um, it's weird. The garbage cans have like bear-proof containers. No way! Cool. They're these metal containers, and I, I call bullshit on it to be honest with you because. I can break that fucking metal container. So can a fucking 700 pound black bear that stands up on its legs and fucking rips it apart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I don't know. I think they're just doing it so that the bears, they get, they get uh, discouraged easily and don't try to open it. I mean, I'm sure it could, if it wanted to, but maybe, maybe the containers discourage it. I don't know, man. I mean, the fact that those things exist are really funny. Like, Oh, bears can open doors. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
it's like the scene in Jurassic Park when the fucking raptor opens the door and fucking gets into the kitchen. But, right. But yeah, no, another cool thing that happened yesterday, um, and maybe this is a poor segue. So before the uh, Minton Oilers and Chicago Blackhawks playoff game, uh, Matthew Dumba, uh, he's a uh, uh, defenseman for the Minnesota Wild, also happens to be of African-American descent. Um, he... Uh, he gave an awesome speech before the game yesterday, and I have to commend him uh, for coming through and, and you know, doing his thing for the uh, Hockey Diversity Alliance that was put together in June. Um, it was pretty cool, man. Uh, you know, he gave, a, I would say, about a three-minute speech on uh, systematic racism and how it's affected, you know, the hockey community and, and you know, you know, on behalf of the NHL and the Hockey Diversity Alliance, we vow and promise to stand up for justice and fight for what is right. Um, mm. It was pretty awesome to to have on one side of the Blackhawks, you have a African-American goalie, uh, Malcolm Subban, who's the brother of P.K. Subban, who plays for the Devils. And then you also have uh, Darnell Nurse, who's a defenseman for the Edmonton Oilers on his side, both all three okay, of African-American descent. Uh, and during the U- the U.S. national anthem, uh, Matthew Dumba did kneel on the carpet where he was standing. He wasn't playing; he just came because he's in the bubble too with them because Minnesota's in the playoffs. And Darnell Nurse and Malcolm Subban put their arms on his shoulders, and it really showed a lot. And I think the NHL did it right, and I think they've done it better than the NBA and Major League Baseball and all that, where they have someone speak on this. They create an alliance. They've They've, they've spoke out to their players and, and said, you know, we're with you. Instead of just putting out a social media post as a blanket and saying, you know, uh, the NFL stands together with the African-American community. Like, well, I mean, so far I haven't heard anyone say anything other than just a social media post. So, I mean, I thought they did a good job yesterday with that. And I think that spoke volumes uh, for the league and the NHL on where they stand on this issue. Um, I thought that was pretty cool, man. I mean, what, what are your, what do you think on that? I mean, being, I know you're not African-American, but you are of ethnic descent. <laughs> you are Cuban. And, 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 and I mean, let's be honest. I mean, it happens everywhere, bro. So, I mean, you know, uh, uh, talking to you about that, that's got to make you feel something special for, for that type of thing to happen. Uh, uh, hockey which is a predominantly white sport and 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 it's growing in diversity a lot and i mean it, it's got to feel good to know that you know a, a sport like the nhl uh would do something like that and and stand behind their ethnic players and 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 be a part of something and create something like the hockey diversity alliance yeah, it's pretty nice. It's pretty, it's pretty cool, man. Um, you know, how, whether you, uh, cause my, I'm a little confused in this day and age with the, with the whole politics of this entire thing, uh, what's happening because it's like, you know, that, that could be for its own episode, but long story short, they, they believe in something. They want to make the world a better place. They have good intentions and they're doing it through a very powerful medium, which is, you know, obviously sports and, and, and something that people watch a lot. Um, you know, but I could also see how people don't like to have that mixed into their entertainment hour. It's like, dude, I get home from a long, you know, eight hour shift and I, and I would turn on the TV and the first thing I don't want to, if I want to watch hockey, I want to watch hockey. Uh, or if I want to watch football, I want to watch football and kind of just 
tune out of all the bullshit of the real world. And the first thing I got to be reminded of is, ah, oh, crap, this thing again. You know, I can see how that could be a thing. But if if I'm being honest, like I, I really do think it's it's nice that people who believe in some in, in a better world and want to create a more di- a more diverse and fair world, if that's how they feel about it and they're doing this, I think it's excellent. Um, I think I think it's awesome that, like you said, you know, hockey, which is a predominantly white thing, is is obviously um, making sure that 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 their concerns are heard and that they understand that you know it's okay to speak up for something that you believe it in, and especially if you want to change the world for the better, man. And, and and so I look at it, I don't know, from the perspective of both angles, you know, like it's, 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 it's on one side, I get why people would be like, oh, come on, man, don't mix politics with my sports, you know, and at the same time, other people saying, hey, you know, like it, it's, it's nice that you know, with the exposure that sports brings, they're using it to, to, to deliver a positive message. So, hey, man, I'm all for it. It doesn't bother me one bit. I think it's beautiful. And, uh, you know, let it keep going. And I hope that, I hope that, uh, that everybody sees these kind of uh, support groups and stuff like that because it's really nice to see man it really is yeah absolutely and and i mean i i don't think the nhl politicized it like most other leagues where they kind of polit- i mean this was from the heart this is a guy that plays in the nhl that is african-american that's speaking on you know the behalf of other african-americans in the league he did a three-minute speech, which was fantastic. He spoke about frontline workers and COVID and all that, and also led into, obviously, the systematic racism problem. And we're not about politics here. We're not going to discuss that any further. But it, it, when it comes to the sports side of it, I mean, obviously, we will. And it's, it, I thought it was good. I don't think it, it was super politicized like it is. Like the NFL is going to have the Black National Anthem played see um, i mean that's and that's to me that's politicizing it uh yeah yeah that's 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 what i'm saying that's that pro- that's probably why this hockey stuff is more tolerable but man you know what it is that we're now gonna have like a black national anthem and like a whole kneeling ceremony before the every i think every before every game of week one or one through three or something like that like at the beginning of the season the nfl nfl will play the black national anthem at every game that's it's amazing. like okay weird (laughs) but but to segue out of this so just like friday i have a treat for you oh shit i have a treat for you so all the way from the bubble at disney world he took a break from his chicken piccata (laughs) and he decided that he's going to join us today oh okay okay oh shit he's not cooking He's not cooking anymore right now. The the chicken piccata is done. We're good there. And he, oh. he he wanted to come on the show and and spread a little joy, some 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 Central Florida joy before the hurricane hits. Uh, oh. what's up, Carlos? What hurricane? Oh right. shit! There he is, <laughs> Carlos. Carlos. Hurricane. Hurricane. I thought there's a hurricane coming to Florida. Carlos is the hurricane. Hurricane, <laughs> hurricane Carlos. Hurricane Carlos, there he I'm is. I'm sure there was one at one point. I'm sure there was a Hurricane Carlos. I'm almost positive. Hold up, I gotta fix this. Thing. Hey, I got hey. I'm already working. I'm on my speak. Noises coming out of the computer. My headphones. What's going on here? Nah, you you look just, good. You, Carlos was you just sucking his thumb five minutes ago. He just jumped on. <laughs> 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 What's well, up? 
What's up, Carlos? What's, What's going up, on, man? Uh, <laughs> coffee. Ten o'clock yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Getting coffee here. Good yeah, God. man. Hey, man. Look at Carlos with his uh with his little setup over there, bro. This is official. I I love it. I know the listeners can't can't see it, but but he's in his three piece suit. He's got a, a background on. He's got a mic that hangs on. He's got a pop filter. This guy's ready to go. I don't know about you know. I'm just sitting here in a game room in Tennessee. Carlos has got a studio. Yeah, man. I'm holding That's my not- mic like an amateur right now because I don't have the equipment that I would normally have because I couldn't carry everything to Tennessee with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feed it to the bears. Yo, that was uh... – <laughs> yeah, man. We got to make a trip to that to that cabin, by the way. And and none of it was really expensive either, so that was a good thing. Oh, well, that's good. No. Carlos, no, that's, well, that's good. Carlos is on the budget plan for podcasting. He's Just, he signed up for the for the uh, the EBT gotta pay rent. Of podcasters for a low, low yeah. price of ten ninety nine. You can become a podcaster too. <laughs> what's so, so so what's your podcast? Uh, you know what's your podcast budget range? Uh, I gotta pay rent next week. Back, gotcha. Here's what we can do. We'll give you the we'll give you the Carlos special. We'll give you the Carlos special package. This is. <laughs> We'll give so, you the Carlos special. Carlos, did you did you uh did you check out your Florida Panthers yesterday? I did not. I was working last night, dude. Oh, the, uh, the Picada attacks again. <laughs> Here it is. I was at work. It's, it's fucking up your life, man. I saw I, I saw the Miami Heat highlight. I saw uh Oh you did see that. I yeah, I saw highlights. I but I, the Panthers know because I'm not a Panther. I mean, I guess I am a Panther fan. I mean, you're a big a Panther fan as Danny is. Let's put it that way. <laughs> where where yeah. yesterday, yesterday he turned on the TV and he saw the jerseys, but he couldn't pronounce the names. Yeah, they're all Barkov. They're all they're all <laughs> they're all Barkov. Yeah, it's always going to end in Kov. Something Kov. <laughs> I mean, when it's hockey, it's a good chance. Yeah. Um, Carlos, I mean, since you saw the, 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 the heat highlights last night, are you, I know you cover football for us and you tell you, I know you like soccer and I know you enjoy baseball as well, but did you happen to see the whole thing with My- Myers Leonard where he stood for the national anthem while everyone kneeled? Oh God. Why? Why? Well, well, I guess his his reasoning his reasoning was, and and I heard about that. Everybody's Basically, talking okay. about it, and again, again, you know, we just got done before we let you into the into the chat here. We were just talking about how, you know, sports are politicizing all this, you know, Black Lives Matter stuff and all this stuff, and I think his take on it was kind of refreshing. I think it was pretty interesting. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, it, it, the, another player also was Jonathan Isaac. He did the same thing. Uh, the Orlando Magic forward. It's got. I tell you, it's it's a Florida thing. You guys just fuck up everything. Just- <laughs> there's no, there's no, there's no unity. There's no. It's always the Florida teams that that whatever. But I think this is a good thing. And and you look at Jonathan Isaac and his response was, you know, only God can make this right. Me, me kneeling or me wearing a BLM shirt or, or anything like that is not going to change anything. God makes this right. 
and I am not getting into religion and I'm not getting into politics on this show. But I think that's a refreshing take on how, how that is. I can't speak on that. You guys are, 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 are on the ethnic side of this. I am not, both being of Hispanic descent. But, I mean, I don't... I, I, I know, Dan, we again, me and Danny had this conversation of politi- politicizing this whole movement. And I... I just... Here's, here's my thing. I don't... And I'll be the I'll be the ignorant guy to say it because no, I I don't think I mean I, I'm sure people have said it and a lot of people are like fucking thinking it but you're not reading it or like letting it be heard like like oh, that's my alarm that is great Sorry. Whoa, morning Carlos <laughs> <laughs> um it's just it it has nothing to do with politics like like lives matter is not nothing to do with politics it has to do with morals and upbringing it has to do with like the way you were raised and that's just the truth of it like it has nothing to do with if you're democrat republican left right blah 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 blah, blah. it has nothing to do with that <laughs> like we're talking about black people being equal that's it yeah if you want to stand for the flag you you know stand for the flag i will stand for the flag sorry uh, am I gonna Me be too. the guy to be standing? Then yes, I am. Uh, I'm, do I think you're wrong for kneeling? No, you, that's your fucking right. And if you're offended by someone that is kneeling for something that means that blacks have equality, then you're part of the problem. You know, if you have a problem with it, there's a difference between having an opinion and having a problem with it. You can have your opinion, and you can say your opinion but like if you have a problem with someone kneeling for black equality you're part of the problem agreed, agreed. well i mean I, yeah and i think it's so funny how times have changed right remember when kaepernick kaepernick was the first one to take a knee because of all this shit years ago everybody get the fuck out of here everybody came to uh this is the horrible way to protest and da 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 and and now, and now, because of the times that we're in, everyone's like, okay, okay, can we just go back to the silent and peaceful kneeling? <laughs> Everything's the perspective has changed so much. It's like, okay, okay, you know what? The kneeling, it's cool. it was cool, fine. Just please, please don't, please don't set our shit on fire. Thank you. <laughs> go, go to, let's oh, let's go mean, back to kneeling at football games. I mean, and and, and it's funny, and and again, me and Danny were talking before you came on about what happened with you know in the NHL yesterday with you know, Chicago and during the Chicago and Edmonton game or before it with Matthew Dumba, the defenseman for the Minnesota wild doing a speech for the hockey diversity Alliance and all that stuff. And I honestly think, and this is not because I'm a hockey guy and it's not because I, you know, love the sport, but I think that is the best I've seen it done in sports yet. Meaning, and we're backtracking a bit, but I'm, I'm just talking to Carlos here. So he knows what's up. It's, It's just, it wasn't politicized. It wasn't over the top. It was just uh, letting, the, you know, people know that hockey has this thing now called the Hockey Diversity Alliance. It's obviously ran by pretty much all of the African-American players in the league who are a part of it. They spread the word. He gave a three-minute speech for the game and the national anthems, and that was it. And there was no, there was no you know, pomp and circumstance about it it was just a from the heart three minute speech maybe even a little less than that and i thought it was well done 
they got into the national anthems. He kneeled two African-American players, one on Chicago, Malcolm Subban, and one on Edmonton, Darnell Nurse, put their hands on his shoulder. They did the American anthem. And then they panned to Vancouver where Michael Buble sang the national anthem in an empty arena because he can't be in the bubble. And that was the end of that. And Michael Bubble. <laughs> Michael Buble. Michael, I, I think I see what they did there. Now yeah, that yeah, you say yeah. that. That's Michael Buble. It's like, it's like in, in the United States. Yeah, in the, in, the, in the United States, you're in a bubble. In Canada, you're in a bubble. In the bubble. <laughs> I'm in the bubble. Le bubble. Le, yeah. Excuse me, sir. I'm in a bubble, not a bubble. That's fucking funny. Now that maybe, you think about that. Maybe baseball should think about getting in the bubble because... Oh, my honestly, God. Oh, the Marley, well, people we from Miami need to learn on this. Friday, but, but, but Carlos, man... You guys down there need to get your shit together. <laughs> no, hey, look, Orlando, I, I'm in Orlando. I'm not in Miami anymore. It doesn't matter. It's just Florida <laughs> in general. You guys are just... If it, you know, the party state, bro. The, the party state. state. All right. I don't know if you consider that a party. Um, if you well, consider me. the most COVID cases in the last two weeks a party, then, hey, you're winning. No, but it we, happens because of all the partying. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. you have to look at it this way. If you're a Miami Marlins fan, you look at it this way. At least they're leading the league in something. <laughs> <laughs> at least record, record breaking. On, dude, they were actually playing pretty fucking good, though. Yeah, record but, breaking, too. Like, we've got to break records. But see, and this is what I mean. They were playing good, and they get in their own fucking way. Like, yeah, you guys are doing good. What's, All right, let's go out and party and get sick. What? Like, what's the whole thing on it? Did they actually, like, start players that were, like, dude, testing positive? Dude, it's spreading all over the league now because now you have – originally it was Florida. Then two guys on Philly got it, on the Phillies, uh, staff members, which in turn I think someone else did, one of the players. And now St. Louis. Huh. So it went from one team to three. And then Manfred came out, and that guy's a fucking clown. And he said – uh, if we can't get it under control, we're going to cancel the season. I will tell you this. If baseball makes it another week, I'll be fucking I'll be shocked. shocked. I'll be shocked. Yeah. And it's why, a why, is, why is it that baseball is having the struggle over every other sport right now? Because they didn't listen. If you look at and, – and, and I'm going to get to Carlos's his take on this in a minute because he's my NFL guy and our NFL guy, and I'm sure he, he wants this to happen. But if you look at the other sports, you look at hockey, all right? You look at soccer and the MLS. You look at the NBA. They're in bubbles, or in Canada, boublés. But they're in bubbles. <laughs> okay? They're in bubbles. They're taking yeah, – You just say Canada is in boublé. That's, that's bad. They're, 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 they're taking care of their players. They're doing their thing. They're t getting tested every day. The ma Major League Baseball, they're like, yeah, sure, we can travel. We can go wherever we want. And then everyone is sick. They should have listened to Arizona's, Arizona's governor at the beginning. This is way back in May where he said, listen, bring everyone here. They can play at all the spring training facilities and where the Arizona Diamondbacks play. They can have their own bubble play their games, stay in the hotels, whatever. No, we're going to do it our way. Well, guess what your way is getting? The fucking season canceled. Your way is getting cold. And, and that's exactly <laughs> why their way is 
I, I, I would love to know the actual numbers of baseball in the past years, but I'm so sick and tired of the rule changes. Like, oh, yeah. I'm tired. Computers now, supposedly you, you can, like, they want to make a rule where you can actually, um, you want to, like, talk about balls and strikes with the blues. Like, I'm sorry, no. That's one thing. You talk back to the blue about a strike, you're thrown out. You're rejected. That's a rule. That's always been a rule. You can't change that now after so many years. Like, oh, and it's, it's getting to the point. Stupid. I love taking, baseball, but it's stupid. But you're taking the strategy out of the game, too. So you look at what they were able to do back in the day. So you have a lefty specialist in your bullpen, right? Now you can't have that to pitch to lefty batters. You need If you bring in a new pitcher, he has to pitch to three batters. That's so stupid. So, so you have a guy that's a lefty specialist who used to come in, strike out your lefty, pitched, uh, you know, one out, got the big bat out, then you brought in someone else. Yo, now you have this guy who needs to learn. And, and okay, I get it. There has to be diversity in baseball, meaning there has to be – you have to be able to pitch to everyone. There are lefty starters that can pitch to righty batters. I mean, let's be honest, it happens. But – but what does that have to do with diversity? That's like a coaching thing. Like, no, 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 no. I mean, I, when I say diversity, I mean diversity in a player's skill set. Let's put it that way, where he would okay. come in and pitch to left. I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. All right. I should. All right. Fuck off, Carlos. Yeah. yeah you can't say the word diversity there. You can't the, the nowadays, in, you can't come into this podcast and just fucking take over, okay? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, okay, the, sure. I'll start the, in the corner. I'm, I'm just yeah. <laughs> Diversity, bro. Like uh, that word is has been shot around a lot. I think we're all traumatized at this point. I agree. I probably could have chosen a better word. Yeah, I know. Okay. I mean, I, I, well, what, well, what you're trying to say is you, you have to be more like your abilities. Like you have to. Pan to more of the guys that can't pitch to yeah, diversity in a skill set. Exactly. That, that's the, that's <laughs> what that's what I should have said instead of just diversity. But I like diversity. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but it, it's in fact it's slowing the game down in my eyes because let's take a let's let's look at this. So you have a guy that comes in. He's a lefty pitcher. He comes in to pitch to a righty batter. Right. Comes in. He, he gives up four runs in an inning, and the inning takes a fucking 45 minutes. Then what? Where you could have just let him pitch the one batter, let another guy come in and throw seven warm-up pitches and continue on. If, yeah. if, you, if what they're trying to do is make baseball faster, first off, I don't care if it's faster. If you want, don't want to watch a four-hour game, it's cool. There's other sports and other things you can do. You can play video games. You can read some books. <laughs> you can watch movies. You can spend time with your family. I have a list of things you can do that is not considered watching baseball. If huh. you want to go to a park and pay for tickets to or, or whenever we can again, everyone's <laughs> like, oh, it's America's past time. It's great to see you live, but I'll never watch it on TV. Fine. I don't want you to watch it on TV. You don't want to watch it on TV. That's first off. Second off. If you're taking away the ability to bring in a lefty to pitch to, to a specific batter, what you're doing is you're running the risk of making the game longer, like you said. You don't yep. have the lefty pitcher that the, that the coach, that his job is to bring in that lefty guy and know a specific situation where you know you're going to have to pitch to this one man if he gets to, to the plate and you have him warming up. Like That's coaching. That's legit being a good coach. 
mm-hmm. and you're taking that out of the hands of the coaches of baseball. Yeah, and and they're putting more and more rules in a game that it, the beauty of the game, like soccer, is that it's a natural game. It's a natural play. You're 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 natural born baseball player. That's why my opinion on Mike Stanton is that he's not a great player because you you can see he's not a natural baseball player. He's just not. He's a beast. He hits 500 home runs and this and that. And blah, blah, oh my God, he has. But is he a natural baseball player? No, he's not. That's why I'll like him compared to Aaron, Aaron Judge. It's a there's no conversation. I find it funny that there you is called, no conversation. I find him fun. I find it funny that you called him Mike Stanton since yes, he's seriously. also not a natural Mike. He changed his name to Giancarlo. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm so used to calling him that that it's like whatever. He's I I saw I saw a kid play in Miami when he was rookie. Like I saw him go get into the league. So call him whatever you want, Mike Giancarlo. Sorry. So, so the, the main thing off of Danny's question and what I wanted to ask you quick so we can close out the show is being a football guy, don't you want to see now the NFL go into a bubble state to where they can play games and get that done? Yes. Yes. Uh, and who said it on uh, – I, I don't remember his name on ESPN. I said it. And I almost agree with him that if, like, the NFL does not – go to a bubble or does not do something. I, I, I'm i thinking out of context, but like pretty much they had 0% of finishing the season. And, I, oh, and sure. I agree because football is a contact sport and you have to be, you have to touch each other. There's no other way to play this game. Like you can't be like, oh, I'm going to put six feet in between us. Okay, cool. That's a boring ass football game to watch. Uh, Danny's eyes lit up when you said touch each other. Yeah, the Carlos Ooh. touch each other sucker ass. <laughs> well, gentlemen, gentlemen, I really appreciate you guys coming on. I have to continue my vacation before my son comes down the stairs and destroys me. So, all right. I I absolutely appreciate you guys coming on, Carlos. Thank you for uh putting the cooking utensils away and coming on the show. <laughs> it's been great to have you. Um Danny, of course, uh as usual, Mr. Reliable. Love it. Um please Guys, check us out at Game On Everyone on Twitter, at Game On Sports Podcast on Instagram. If you don't like what we have to say or you want to challenge us on something, feel free to shout us out there, comment. Say We, we like the feedback. Danny loves it. He thrives on it. Uh, if, you want, if you want any particular recipes, feel free to reach out to Carlos. He's got a, an array of things he can cook. The recipe for disaster. <laughs> um, right now, I'll give you the recipe of my coffee I'm drinking. <laughs> uh, you know, AKA the chef. Everybody, thank you for listening. Appreciate you guys. And we'll get back at you on Friday. Have a good one. Happy Monday, guys. Danny, take peace. it. Carlos, peace out. Peace out. Peace out.